the Gideon Guys. I'm Johnny Hedgepeth. I'm Travis Wash. And welcome back. We're back. We made it yeah. to season two. Woo! Yeah. Season yeah. two of Le- DC's Legends of Tomorrow. And this is the podcast where Travis and I break down every episode of DC's Legends of Tomorrow. For those of you who may be tuning in for the first time, my mm-hmm. favorite show on Travis's experience for the first time. Mm-hmm. And we got through season one. Mm-hmm. At Everyone knows what I've always said, entertaining train wreck. Yeah, and I really think it, I really think finished on a high note, man. Yes, the highest, highest note of the series. That's mm-hmm. what I, I thought, yeah. Um, looking back on it, I agree with you more. I think yeah. just, I don't know, there was just some things in that episode that bothered me irrationally, but mm-hmm. looking back on it, you're right. Um, cool. And here we're at season two. Now, Travis, you, this is yeah. not still the end result of where this ends up by season five by yeah, any stretch. and i was I, you know i figured that out bumps. i figured that out uh, you know it is funny i, I will talk about our my experience mm-hmm. through this as we go we we go through it. I, th- I think it was good that we took the two weeks off mm-hmm. I, I think that was a good idea i think it's good that we didn't just kind of like all right and then this keeps going kind of thing it's, it's good to kind of at least uh create the illusion of their <clears throat> you know, an off season of some sort, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Cause it, it like, it kind of took these people out of my, my head uh, for a bit and like, kind of, Oh yeah, these guys, I remember. Oh yeah. I had a great time with them the last time I saw them. And then I'm like, Oh, oh yeah. A little after, as it went on, I'm like, Oh yeah. These guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's still finding its voice, but this season, yeah. I guarantee you this season reaches some heights as mm-hmm. it, as, as it moves along. There's a, we get, as we'll talk about, we get really good villains this year, uh, this cool. season. Cool. So, first of all, last season of this podcast, and on this season, the music we use uh, for the intro and the yes. outro, we never mentioned who I stole that from. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've gone on to YouTube, and I found that opening electric guitar riff of the Legends of Tomorrow theme is by Niall Stenson. And our outro music, the acoustic, uh, outro music is by Alex Heflin, who's playing all the instruments. Whew. Wild. Yeah, it's fantastic. Both um, incredibly talented. Yes, and it, you know, it was about time that we gave them credit. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what we should do is like, it should seek them out and and like give them credit somehow, like or let them know, just tell them thank you. Yes. Kind of thing. And then um, immediately cease and desist. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm afraid of. We don't yeah, want to... But if so, like, so what? We had a good run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We listened. We listened. We listened to your podcast. We don't want to be associated with it. <laughs> so our Netflix synopsis is: in 1942, the legends scrambled to protect Albert Einstein and thwart a plot by Nazis and Damien Dark to obliterate New York City with an atomic bomb. Mm-hmm. That, that grabs you. I think yeah. that's pretty yeah. good. It kind of sets sets up for yeah, yeah. I mean, what I assume. If this pilot is any indication of where things are going to go, because I kind of feel like it is, um, then that's uh, uh, that's a good way to to su- sum up your your first uh, you know first episode of the season. It's sure. it's partially where it's going, but it gets a lot bigger and okay. uh, bigger in scope and mystical because this mm-hmm. is the season where magic it's i'm not spoiling anything where magic of some sort becomes a plot device mm-hmm. so much so that at season five it's more magic based than sci-fi based 
right more or less so okay it's something that really much really works for them because the villain's <laughs> big play when we when you finally get to it it's pretty awesome but that's cool. a few episodes from now all right now when last we left the legends after they defeated vandal savage yes. they were visited by our man rex tyler from 1942 mm -hmm. in another wave rider and tells them not to go to 1942 or they'll die right so that was that was the cliffhanger yes now yeah over the next two episodes, we're going to see them, how they not so deftly work out of that cliffhanger that I don't think they had in mind what they were going to do for season two, because it's yeah. kind of clunky, but yeah. we'll get to it. Yeah. They even address it in here, because when Mick Rory is telling uh, uh, Oliver Queen about Rex Tyler, he's like, crashed, told us not to go to 1942, and then he vanished into thin air. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Oh, yeah. Sure. That is, yeah, that's the quickest way to write that one up. <laughs> Hilarious. <sighs> so we're in Star City 2016, and this is where we meet Dr. Nate Haywood, who is the newest member of the team, who and so. still is. Yeah, pretty. He, he's still on the show. <laughs> pretty. Yes. As, yeah. well, we'll talk about it now because you know how Mick has his nicknames. Yeah. Haircut for Ray. Nick Zano, who plays who plays um, Nate, he's pretty. Because he is he's a pretty good-looking dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so what is his uh, DC comic story? I knew you were going to ask character. it. It's very confusing. Um, yeah. Because it's, it's very much intertwined with a character we meet at the end of this episode, and they get mm -hmm. into it next episode. However... Well, what comic did he first appear in, for instance? Nate, I'm not sure. But he's related to Commander Steel, who was a, a short-lived 1970s World War II character. Right. And who they then um, revived and put in the, the book All-Star Squadron. Okay. And, that he, and he was Hank Haywood. And I know in the comics, at some point, they have introduced Nate Haywood, who's carrying on the heroic legacy of commander steel but I, i've never read the character he's a he's a newer character mm. so he needs to see oliver queen you know who else needs to see oliver queen all the people they still need to watch this show <laughs> because that's why green arrow is here yeah people to go oh because that's the hit that's <clears throat> the hit show it's trying to, to grab some viewers who may have decided to tune out last time yeah or hit ish right like I don't think it's you know I don't I don't think the DC shows are that big. Um, oh, on the CW, this is, yeah. In, in this, in the CWs, in the point of view of the CW, they're the biggest thing they have. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Biggest thing the CW have, but yes. um, <clears throat> I don't know. But, I just like it, it was like for me, it's like for someone who isn't familiar with all that at all. Like it, it's right away, I know who he is just mm -hmm. through. <laughs> um, whatever, right? But in seeing him as in this position didn't feel natural at all. He it's, doesn't look like a, a mayor. Oh, like a mayor. So yeah, we're at the yes. season. Okay, we'll, we'll get into that yeah. real quick. At this point in Arrow, Oliver Queen is the mayor of Star City. Mm. It's, it lasts for one season. Yeah, so um, what was it like leading up to that? Was it like the campaign trail and things like this? No, it's it was very odd how it happened because yeah. it was going on while the main story of trying to defeat that season's big bad was sure, going on. Sure, yeah. So it's trying to imagine how they balance that and be like Veep 
part <laughs> beep and part something else. You yeah, know? the show took a real turn. You know, <laughs> they, yeah. I'm trying to think of who his um, Buster from Arrested Development. I can't remember that actor's. His name escapes <laughs> me right now. Who that would have been like his uh, his little laugh. Gary. Like, Gary. Gary. Yeah, Gary carrying his purse. What's that actor's <laughs> name? Shit. Oh, no, I should know. Oh. He's the voice Tony, of uh, voice of Forky. Tony Hale, the Tony voice Hale, of Forky yeah. in uh, Toy Story mm-hmm. Four. The the least least uh, accomplished of the Toy Stories, and I love the Toy Stories. Yeah, Toy Story Four was okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't hate it, but yeah, I didn't hate it either. But uh, in terms of like, it is a def- definitely fourth. <laughs> and and for anyone listening to the show for the first time, we often do this because now I not I need to talk about Toy Story Four. My problem with it, I think, was that Toy Story 3 ended so perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don't touch it. Just yeah. don't touch it. Walk away. Walk away, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh. I mean, when they almost all die in the fire, I oh, thought, man. like, are they going to accept it? And is Disney going to fucking kill them yeah, and teach yeah, these kids yeah. a lesson? And we all perish. We all perish. That's what we're all, like, I remember, uh, yeah, that's what Jack Black was saying about it once, talking about how, <laughs> like, it made him weep because that moment happened, and it reminds us that we all perish. And I look, and he says, and he looked over at his 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 uh, son to see if he was as moved as, as well, and he's just, like, chomping on popcorn, doesn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny as well. Yeah. So, Nate Haywood is rushing in to the mayor's office to see Green Arrow, Mayor Arrow, and because uh, he's a deductive historian, basically a time detective. Mm-hmm. And he's been noticing small little changes in history and finding <clears throat> evidence of the legends throughout history. There's a old picture of <laughs> Ray Palmer getting knighted. There's the yeah. wave. The wave yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I recognize this. It's so funny. That's so funny the way that they tried to work his face and do him an evil drawing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so silly. Oh, and, and, and believe me, that's not a throwaway joke. We get payback yeah. on that. Yeah, um, that's funny. But we see the wave rider in a hieroglyphic. And yeah, see, that looked a, a little better. Yeah, that looked more like uh, Fifth Element style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and mentions of a, a blonde haired warrior woman, you know, the assassin. Right. Who's just a jack of all trades, too, because I was reading up on a little bit on Katie Lotz, and she got her first big break as a backup singer and dancer with Lady Gaga. Hmm. Wild. <laughs> yeah. And she's a martial artist. So yeah. She, wow, they I, can, wonder they, how much, I wonder how much of her own person. stunts she does. I'm curious. I mean, she yeah. might do, she might do a, a, some of hers. Mm-hmm. You see a guy with a blonde wig. Oh, that's a, <laughs> problematic. <laughs> that is one of the things I'm the creators of this show brought up um, over the summer, they were talking about how many of the actors of color on these shows, they don't have stunt people of color to uh, play them. Mm, they, they, don't, they don't consider it, but and the creators of the show said, we understand and we're going to mm. address that in the future. So, you know, mm. so that's a good, that's yeah. a good thing. It is. So he basically, he being Nate. Legends are in trouble. The legends are in trouble because he's found evidence that, a nuclear bomb went off in 1942 in underwater outside of New York City. Yeah. And there was a UFO sighting. It matched the description of the wave rider. So you know, Ali gets, he's like, if they hit a nuclear bomb, they're dead. You know, dun, right. dun, dun. Just like, no, <laughs> you're very much wrong. <laughs> it's, it's such a weird cutaway for the commercial. Yeah. Like, they're dead. I'm like, I don't think we're, we're watching the show, aren't we? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. 
yeah yeah but that's uh i i didn't i didn't hate that uh, like that feels just like your your standard kind of old comic book teaser that's um, true yeah so next as we come back from commercial they're in a submarine outside of new york city now oliver queen is the green arrow and he's a, a millionaire so it's not ridiculous you know in Daddy, the old days he probably Daddy. had an arrow sub sure because Green Arrow originally was just a pure Batman ripoff um, in the comics. There was, right. there was an Arrow cave, an Arrow car. The, the... Ha, right. So they find the Wave Rider. And they get in and there's no bodies. But the exception of? Of Mick Rory, who, Mick Rory who's in stasis. And mm. with a, a, a gag that I really liked. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> or Nate says... Or Ollie says, he's in stasis. And Nate says, how do you know that? And he just points to the computer where it says stasis. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I thought that was cute. I did an LOL there. I, I LOL'd at one point in this. I, I think I want you to know if you, I want to see if you can guess the one time I laughed out loud mm. this episode. And I'll, I'll give you a hint. Okay. It wasn't supposed to be funny. <laughs> I, I figured as much. I figured as much. So they wake, they wake Mick up and... First thing Mick's got to do is get a few beers, you know, to, hey, I understand. Right. And uh, he sits down and he's going to fill them in on everything that happened. Yeah. So the legends over the last six mm -hmm. months have been traveling through time, fixing aberrations in time. Right. Something's causing these aberrations. Yeah. So they're in France, 1637. So they're chasing down time criminals. That's time criminals. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. time pirates, time criminals, but yeah. something's up also because yeah. they're in France, 1637 mm -hmm. to stop Cardinal. I can never pronounce it. Cardinal Richelieu. The whatever. villain from the three musketeers. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, yeah whatever. Um, right away here. I just want to say, I, I love the framing that they're doing here. Like if they're just going to recollect everything mm -hmm. uh, kind of thing, blah, blah, blah. Um, but I, I kind of wish they would have stuck to just that one, just always talking to, uh, Rory again and like coming back to him and the storytelling. And I kind of mm -hmm. wished there's a lot. I kind of wished, I, I, I wish they would have stuck with one gimmick this episode. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it felt like they tried to pack in too many or like, I feel like this could have at least been two episodes. They could have done it. They, they could have done a lot of shit in this one. Yeah. And they could have done a, a, a well enough, uh, it could, I think it would have been a much better story if they would have let it breathe and instead of just trying to pack in so much shit. They, but like if they could, exactly. if they could have just committed to him relaying the story to everything, like this is what I was kind of hoping. This would have been great. He's like, all right, so where's the rest of your other team? After he's kind of told about them bouncing around all through time. It's like, oh, they're in the cell right now. <laughs> you know, that would have been fucking perfect. <laughs> like, you should have just gone around the corner, man. They're just relaxing in there. <laughs> I agree. They're definitely packing a lot into this yeah. episode. They, yeah. they, they're trying to, I mean, they're introducing a new villains. We've got all new emotions, reasons for the characters wanting to do some Sarah and dark and all that stuff. You got, you're getting, you're saying goodbye to one of the main characters. You're, you're abandoning them through time and then rescuing them in the same episode. I mean, just a lot happens in this. Episode. Mm. But, and it's just to, I think they just wanted to kickstart it. And they just try, had to try to fit in as much shit as they could. But I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, because these, um, the bad guys in France 
have ray guns. So uh oh, someone has been providing them with future tech. Right. And we, we, we will see who by the end of this episode, there's someone going around fucking with history. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to kill Louis Thirteenth before he marries Anne of Austria, starting the golden age of France. There won't be right. Louis Pasteur and yada, yeah, yada. Yeah. And they really do make a point of, ergo, we won't have this. And later we this? will not have uh, an appreciation. Jerry Lewis will never get the appreciation he deserves. Like it's just he's just trying to go all the way down the down the line. Yeah. <laughs> They're dressed as musketeers, yeah. which I liked. And so Ray's shrunk down, keeping an eye on the king, and Sarah is pretending to be the queen's uh, handmaiden. And Sarah and the queen get it all. Yeah, I love this. Like, where's Sarah? And she's just getting that. <laughs> I was definitely, I was teeing that one up for you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not everyone very happy about that, but we'll get to that during IMDb Curious. Interesting. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm sure. Oh, boy. <laughs> so Ray saves the king, and Jax is fighting one of the bad guys. And this is a little bit I liked. Jax is cornered, and he dives off the chateau into Professor Stein. And yeah, then Firestorm. Great shot. That looked, it looked awesome. Yeah. So now everything's going to hell. Firestorm's flying around ancient France. The Adam's flying around ancient France. Rip's yep. like, oh, bloody hell. <laughs> swashbuckling. There's some swashbuckling. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. And they save the day, and they get the king, and they say, your queen's in there. And Jax says to the king, He's like, yeah, she's all warmed up for you, buddy. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> snap. Oh, you know she was in there. Y'all know. Y'all know what was happening. That's totally what he was saying. That was hilarious. That's fun. Um, yeah. This guy this guy who plays the king, I was looking up the, their IMDb's on some of these. Uh, What's the uh, actor's name? I don't remember his name. Yeah. But he's played three different muggers on The Flash. <laughs> that's hilarious that's hilarious in three different seasons he's played three different muggers that's funny I thought that was I thought that must was be coming. having a good experience with them that's great definitely yeah and uh oh, and the guy who plays albert einstein has been in everything ever since 1975 it's yeah. unbelievable yeah so we're back to mick and ollie and Nate and they're now there's chips <laughs> they had beers now there's chips I yeah. loved that. I that yeah was this funny. was great it was like uh, kind of like true detective <laughs> the, the, the way that those tall boys are slowly piling up <laughs> that's what they that's what I mean you should have just committed to this man that could have been the perfect uh uh kind of thing right mm. so he tells him about 1942 and Rex Tyler and all that shit and so they're back on the wave rider and Rip's pissed off about everything like he always is. He's like, oh, yeah. it's, you're, you're seducing the queen, the queen of France. She's like, oh, she seduced me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's true. That's, pretty, that's what happened. That's pretty good. And Mick's like, oh, I didn't do anything wrong this time. And he pulls the jewels out of him. He's like, oh, stealing's okay, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought they were going to pay that off somehow. Like, that's the most important piece. This, this, this charm belongs to blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking too. Uh, I'm thinking too much like somebody who's trying to get to telling a fucking story here. <laughs> Instead of trying to get in these cute little dingly character quirks, like it, it gets it started. I think that's really holding the show back at this point. We don't need it anymore. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you this. Was, yeah, I'll tell you this though. There's a payoff 
to Mick always stealing things okay. that doesn't happen till this current season. Yeah. It, I'll, I could spoil it for you anyway. They just fucking reveal that, oh, that's how we finance this. Yeah. And they've got cool. a, a fucking vault on the ship full of shit that Mick has stolen throughout yeah. everything. Good. And that's how they finance this operation. Cool. Cool. I like it. <laughs> it was really fun. Okay. This might have been his first one, you know? Who knows? Mm-hmm. But so I remember last time I mentioned that they were gonna we're gonna we're gonna start seeing less and less of these time things that you never heard of before. Yeah. But Wait, we still what? have a few more. Yeah, 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 yeah. Time quake. Because <laughs> there's oh, a time God. quake. Yeah. Now, to be fair, this sticks around as a concept. Yeah. Time quakes are now that like last season it was constant things they used once and never yeah. again. Time quakes become part of the show. Yeah, you know, it so. makes sense within the universe of time traveling superheroes. Time mm-hmm. quakes, where it's like, oh, now we got to go here. Now we got to go here. Yeah, right. So, and the reason why there's a quake is because New York City was blown up in 1942. Mm-hmm. And now we, we get into Mick Rory might be a an, um, an arsonist you know, and a former murderer, but you know, he hates fucking Nazis. He really hates Nazis. It's true. That's <laughs> he, didn't, he never not likes to talk about how much yeah, he hates yeah. fucking Nazis. I love or how it. much he comments on, on, uh, you know, getting, uh, getting one of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yep. See, Mick loves killing Nazis because he says, when he's telling Ollie about it, he's like, Ugh. The Krauts nuked New York in 1942. I love Krauts. Yeah, I love that. It's so old-fashioned. I know, I know. (laughs) It's a great one. I think the first time I ever was aware of that was reading like an old issue of Sergeant Fury and his Howling Commandos. Sure. From the 60s. Krauts. I'm like, oh, sauerkraut. That was a thing? Excuse me. And then he says, when he's back on the ship, Nazis. I hate Nazis. Mm-hmm. I'd rather die than speak German. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's good stuff, man. All of it's it. kind of like they've, they've earned it. You know what I mean? It's like he's just like he's like they're still cashing in what they can. <laughs> you know, you know, well, like, while they can. I mean, surely after a while, maybe something else will happen in history. And it's like, oh, okay, I guess we can't make fun of Germans anymore. <laughs> but for now, it's just like, yep, yeah, they're the number one. <laughs> well, I don't think you're ever there. Well, hopefully, we're never going to get to a point where we're not allowed to make fun of Nazis. Germans, yeah. you know, forgiven the German people. Yeah. <laughs> he wouldn't even take German in school. That's what yeah. I mean. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'd rather um, take so, Latin. So, yeah, <laughs> it's a dead language. I keep telling you, it's a dead language. <laughs> um, it, uh, who says uh, so where history's last line of defense? I like that. That's um, a good. Um, yeah, that's a good like tagline for the show. I think it was Stein. Yeah, it's good. Because uh, because uh, Jack says uh, he like I like the sound of that. Yeah, that was that was a cool little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, they're trying, they're, they're they're hammering in so much in this episode. Mm-hmm. I recognize that. I just, I enjoyed it for what it was, but I remember rewatching this recently. I was like, well, this isn't over yet. I kept thinking, well, that was, that, this, that's the end, right? Oh no, there's more. Yeah. There's yeah. That's why I kept thinking too. I'm like, is this an hour long? Like did they, did they do commercial free on the CW? But no, <laughs> no, it was standard 45. If it, if it had been on the WB, it would have been on a fresh legends of tomorrow. 
<laughs> the, WB, the WB's gone, right? Yes, the yes. WB and UPN merged to become CW. Is that what happened? Yes, it's yeah. something like that. They yeah. all ended up as the CW because mm-hmm. we never, we never fully got those channels. Now we get CW, um, mm-hmm. but we never really like we always got the, your four major uh, network ones, and you never really got UPN or or WB or we get one or the other, I think, mm-hmm. but never, never both at the same time. You, uh, I remember when they both debuted, the WBs was annoying because they decided that their mascot was going to be a character. Michigan J. Frog. Yeah. One Warner Brothers cartoon that he was only in one and he's annoying. Mm-hmm. That's a How classic. Are the story. You bring? <laughs> yeah, well, that's a classic story, man. I love that story. Oh no, the cartoon yeah. is great, but that yeah. is your, as your mascot for your mm-hmm. launching new network. Mm-hmm. Was uh, wasn't great, and UPN. The only thing UPN had that, that gave them the edge is they had Star Trek Voyager. And I was like, oh, okay, that's the one Smackdown. I'm watching. They had they had Buffy Smackdown for a while. Yeah, yeah, they had Buffy for a while. Mm-hmm. It was weird. They, they, Buffy went like back and forth. And it was interesting. Yep. Right. Then then WB got Gilmore Girls, so it all just started evening out for me yeah. and Betty. Mm-hmm. So. So they see that the Allies are still going to win the war, but only in 1947. Yeah. And during this, they noticed that Albert Einstein <laughs> went missing in 1942. On like the day of the announced victory. Or, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's how they deduce that the Nazis got a bomb. Now, mm-hmm. this is all over the IMDb. So yeah. I bring it up now. Yes. Okay. Albert Einstein could not build an atomic bomb. That's it. But I guess kidnapping Robert Oppenheimer isn't as fun. For a TV show, I guess. Yeah. Because yeah, that is pure old-fashioned comic book shit. Sure. Like, you know, we got to protect sure, Albert Einstein because he'll make an atomic bomb. Because that's what everyone thinks. Well, Albert Einstein is responsible for the atomic bomb. No, no, he isn't. Not really. It's yeah. It's that's just a common mythology. Mm. <laughs> um, but just Einstein. This they bring Einstein on a mission for some fucking reason. I was like, what, why yeah. is he there? Well, the uh, I thought it was a real before they like find out he's gone missing and uh, it's a real plot of convenience to have Jack stay mm-hmm. behind at first. I mean, I think they paid it off a little more later, but it was also, it kind of reminded me a bit of those, uh, that episode of uh, Bonanza that they talk about <laughs> when they have to write out certain characters <laughs> oh, early on. There. They do that on this show. Yeah, yeah, you'll, yeah. You'll see some episodes where, say, Mick Rory in the future, you'll have episodes where Mick Rory pops his head in, gets mm-hmm. a line, and you don't see him the rest of the fucking episode because they're not mm. trying to focus Weird. on every character. See, for the, in this case, like I, I can see them doing it a lot with, with uh, Jax and Victor Garber because they want to find excuses not to use Firestorm, right? Mm-hmm. But... Yeah. Well, um, and Jax's is, is he's the ship's mechanic. And we'll get to the point now as I right. mention it. They have two scenes where Jax is bitching about Rip always telling them to fix shit. And until it's revealed that Rip like goes, like, tell me this, tell me that. And he goes, hey, you've been teaching me about the Wave Rider. And he and Rip smugly goes, mm hmm. That's what I thought. That's what I thought was the line you were talking about. No, well, that's one of them. That's Man. one of the good ones. I'm going to look at that. I was kind of quietly uh, being the best teacher you've ever had, the best educator. My pedagogy is uh, in- enigmatic, to say the least. <laughs> oh, but it man. gets results, Jax. <laughs> Engage. Sorry, that's not, that's not me. 
<laughs> Can we do that again? <laughs> oh, man. So Stein is giddy to meet Einstein. He's like, oh, the greatest mind ever. Yeah. And uh, so then they're going to find Einstein in the city. 1940s location. This is UBC. A lot of, a lot of stuff at UBC today. Mm. I think the city hall at the beginning there, that was actually city hall. Or it might have been a different part of UBC. I assume they shot... A, like at least 60 to 70 percent of this episode on, mm. and uh at ubc that big and, like castle looking place they use that oh, all okay, the time yeah. they use that all the time in uh the descendants that uh shitty uh like kids of disney characters aimed at tweens oh, okay um, yeah is it uh, shitty my, i've never given it a chance oh it's not you're not the demographic well i know like, not the demographic yeah. but there's things that aren't that no aren't in my demographic no, no it's like shitty. pure nickelodeon like okay. that kind of disney channel it's not good uh i like to play with my because they're all like the kids of uh, villains like, yeah, right, yeah right and i'm like so is she evil i'll keep saying that to, to nora because she loves it She's like, no <laughs> like then why are they singing this song about us how it's good to be bad i'm like i don't think you should be watching this <laughs> No. <laughs> that's, that's that's fucking hilarious yeah. what she, what she do? mom dad's doing it again <laughs> yeah pretty much pretty much um so, so i'm telling you man can you figure have you figured it out yet my first uh, the old the time only time when i lol'd this episode i think it's coming up i think it might yes. be coming up because there's one other line that i really it's thought not was a funny. line it's it's a oh. visual Oh, official. Okay. As soon as we see Albert Einstein, I was like, okay, give well, me a gonna, fucking break. We're going to get to it. We'll get, we're, we're almost there. We're almost, we're almost there. <laughs> so they're, they're in disguise. Rips an admiral. Rory is a soldier. Mm hmm. Um, they, look, they all look uh, fucking awesome. They look great. In, That's in what I was going to say. Yeah. I am such a sucker. I've, I think I've told you this before. I am a sucker for 1940s period pieces sure and they just jumped off the screen the costuming of, of the 40s outfits in yeah. this episode i adored everything down to the fucking cab the cab that right. sarah gets yeah like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, this so is where i like to of, of all the places they jumped and they jumped a lot of places this was definitely the the one that felt the best this mm -hmm. time around or like that they really nailed everything um yeah, everybody. They really checked all the boxes, right? Of just yeah. the way the four of them were all dressed, right? It, they really it, tried it, to get every little part. I love that shit. Yeah, so, me too. So they have this scene where they're walking down the streets of New York. Uh, Stein says, so how do we find Einstein in a city of seven million people? And Ray says, well, we just looked for the physicist with the crazy white hair. And Stein looks at him indignantly and he's, I meant the other one. And Riff says, well, according to Gideon, there's a cocktail party at Columbia this evening. And Mick says, cocktail party means booze. Where is it? He goes, yeah. Columbia. I just, why doesn't anyone ever listen to me? <laughs> I laugh. I, I like that we see Gideon's face again um, yes, prominently did. a couple times today. That's good. Yep. Oh, and Sarah looks great in her costume here. And yeah. she's off because we found out she's been tracking, trying to track Damien Dark. Damien Dark. Yeah, there was that scene earlier where uh, uh, Ray had caught her. Yeah, Watch and tried to offer his condolences. She's like, yeah, 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 I'm working on it. Yeah. What were those tabs you just closed? It's like the opposite of when, when a girl walks in on a guy. It's not quite... Uh, nothing, nothing. So she finds Dark, and he's with the Nazis, and they're 
making the deal. Also, Damian Dark, that suit of his, that black and white pinstripe. Mwah. Yeah, yeah, he looks it. great. He's a, that's a great choice of uh, actor and and part. Um, oh, he. Yeah, you are going to get to enjoy yeah. watching this guy chew this part like a ham bone, and cool. it's so much fun. He really as the show gets a little sillier he embraces the silliness with his performance mm. uh, he's so much fun uh, like when his, his season on arrow as the big bad he, it was fine he was just i'm evil and through this show he becomes evil and funny so yeah. it, that's that's i'm really looking forward to you cool. getting to experience that um so they're at the party the nerd party as mick says yeah. it's a nerd party with einstein um also uh, ray interrupted sarah about to go after dark he says he he obviously has the uranium will follow it for the bomb yada yada mm-hmm. so go ahead because i'm not quite sure what this site gag is so please just as soon as me. i as soon as i fucking saw his face and the, the actor they had dressed up to look like albert einstein okay. i was like what the fuck oh, come no, on. Just the wig? it's just like yeah i look like it's like oops mark twain wandered it onto the set it's just like <laughs> so it was so weak man it, they could have done they needed to do more with like his eyes or something it was so first draft and it was like that the whole way through the actor did the guess the best he could he's an, never... I, that guy like i said i looked up his INDV. he has been uh he's been in the great movies yeah. nominated for stuff he's been around the yeah. block so it he might really like, felt uh bush league but like the visuals he he Einstein. just took it like oh come on man like and the accent wasn't hot you know it wasn't Although the he, best Although he does, I notice he does do a lot of European German characters. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was caricature, oh, but also time. just not a good-looking caricature to the point where, like I said, he looked more like, like I said, when Woody played. Remember when Woody played <laughs> Woody played, played Mark, Mark Twain? Twain. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd know that. I was, I was thinking of. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but. The uh, the two parter of deep of oh, not deep space of the next Star Trek Next Generation, where they're in the past and they meet Mark Twain. Yes. Oh, it's the most annoying guest spot in any TV show ever. Should have been played it, by Woody Harrelson. It should have been because <laughs> the guy they got was just grating mm. with similar makeup. Yeah. As, yeah. Just a little Man, white. Something about TV makeup is just never never good <laughs> it's just a rarely good rarely good i mean tv makeup when it's like something that has to either do aging or mm. or uh, just some sort of you know i guess they can pull off like the lizard people and demons and things like that better than others but when they have to do something like a famous person it's just like, it's always tough when they're trying yeah. to like and here's you know and when and one thing they do well with legends is a lot of the quote-unquote famous people in history they meet right they they nail it a lot better or make it so it doesn't really matter. Like at one point we're going to briefly meet Scott and Zelda Fitzgerald and it doesn't matter what they really looked like in real life sure. because they're not sure. caricatures. It's just, Oh, okay. That's, yeah. That's, yeah, you know, that's fine. Like that. Or if, or if it's like when they're a kid or whatever, or they're you know, younger, like, like yeah, HG yeah. Wells. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. But it's Einstein's Einstein's always a tough one when they try to do it. 
Mm-hmm. He's been a character in lots of stuff. Have you ever fucking watching a was a movie with Walter Matthau? Was it Walter Matthau playing Albert IQ, Einstein? IQ, IQ, Meg uh, Ryan, uh, and who was the male? Dennis Quaid, I think. Is it Quaid? Quaid? Yeah, I think you might be right. Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> IQ, hilarious. <laughs> Matthau is Einstein. <laughs> I know, and I love love Matthau, but that movie stinks. Very boring. Love the Walter, the Walter Matthau Homer. <laughs> So, Rip is figured out there's Nazi spies at this party. Yeah. I'm shocked you missed this because he's sipping his champagne. Yeah. Says, I found our spies. Mm-hmm. How can you tell? Did you, st- did you st- notice the stitching on their lapels? It, it's exquisite. I missed that. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's exquisite. It's, oh, you got to just go back and just right. watch that part. It's fucking hilarious he's looking over his shoulders sipping his champagne yeah he, he was enjoying he's... that he was enjoying the bubbly and, and this uh this, oh, like, to... uh, what's his yeah well the other guy uh what's his face uh rory is chowing down on the uh all the hors d'oeuvres yeah. <laughs> and you guys are like taking off to do something he's like here give me that crab yeah. puffs mm. yeah but rip is getting <laughs> smashed yeah you, gotta, you know you gotta get a little liquored up when you're gonna murder sure. nazis like um stone cold pimp when he starts shooting nazis <laughs> he's just like you're dead boom yeah, you're dead bang, he looks bang. badass it's like james bond shit yeah it's great, and then and, and takes a, another swig of champagne. Swig on of the champagne way out. On the way out. Yeah, uh, it's pretty look, badass. It, it's like I mentioned the last episode we did. If it's killing Nazis, you can be doing yeah. anything you want with yeah, uh, yeah. these things. He, he, yeah. He's killing Nazis with impunity and t- and having drinks while he's doing it. Right. I thought that was pretty. It was probably my, my favorite badass rip moment we've had yet. To be perfectly sure. honest with you, sure. So, but before that happens. We find out that not only is the makeup on Einstein rough, Einstein is a pig. He's grabbing chicks' yeah. asses. He's trying to finagle a three-way. And apparently... In the 40s. Did they even yeah. have three-ways in the 40s? Was that even a thing? <laughs> I didn't think they even knew about that. They, I don't think they even had blowjobs in the 1940s. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you this right now because I thought about this the other day. One of my dearest friends, when we were young, we were speaking watching. Of <laughs> speaking of blowjobs. <laughs> when we were young. <laughs> so we were watching this. I think it was Psycho. And he said, honest to God, with all sincerity, he said something about how odd it was that women's breasts used to be pointy. And now they're not pointy anymore. I looked at them. I was like, that's how the bras were designed. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, hilarious. I can imagine that. You know, it's just something that somebody had to, like, he's lucky that you were the only one there. You know what I mean? That's something that, like, he probably just had in his head the whole time. He always just thought that. Because I remember once when we were, my little... We were 15. Oh, 15, right. Yeah, see, sometimes these things last. It like, just doesn't happen, right? You don't get that. You just just have something that's stuck in your head for your whole life until you hear someone say it out loud that you hadn't really considered it. For example, I had a friend who uh, I went to uh, college with who always thought because he had never he read Archie comics his whole life he'd never heard someone say it out loud, so I always thought it was reggie, and then he always thought it was Pop Tate's chocolate shoppy. <laughs> like, I, I, no one's gonna you know correct him. 
Oh, if you've run into me as a kid, I would have. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I, I pronounced Professor X's name Axiver until I heard it on, on TV for the first time. Right, see? And I always said Magneto. And the first mm-hmm. time I heard Magneto on a cartoon, I'm like, oh, they got it wrong. Because <laughs> I just like Magneto, right? That makes more yeah. sense. And so we all have our foibles. That's true. Uh, so the historical apparition remains unchanged. Yes, like the apparition that. remains unchanged. They get Einstein, but they figure out that, oh, it must have been somebody else. The Nazis got yep. someone else to help make the bomb. And after they interrogate him and he figures out that they're time travelers obviously oh man yeah and he stinks like i really thought he was the shits in this scene it was so stupid (laughs) yeah i mean look just because i said this guy's been in everything and been great that means i'm sure on this one he's just like what am i doing okay yeah fine you know i I picked that up (laughs) exactly yeah my fraulein knows how to make it too (laughs) yeah (laughs) He best to get in about with the visitor. I would have still been a clerk in Vienna. <laughs> <laughs> and her name is Maliva Merrick. Mm-hmm. And oh, then they introduce this bit. And this is the one part that I didn't like in this episode because I liked it. Warts and all, I liked this episode. Okay. But this back and forth bit between Stein and Einstein with saying nuclear or atomic that they just forced in throughout the whole show. Mm-hmm. What, what, what was the what point of that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they did kind of like it was cute when he's the one who corrects them later. Mm. Like in a in a much in it like if I think those lines would land a lot better if this show was better <laughs> at this point kind of thing. If you were able to get away with that rippy rep witty repartee a little mm-hmm. bit more, uh, you would be able to get away with it more if the plot was a little more snappy and shit, right? And the fact that they're attempting it is showing that the, the, the steps yeah. they're starting to take to get to that, right? Which is exactly what they get Iron, to eventually. Ironing out the creases, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So. Where are we? Oh, yeah. So yo, here's where we are. Sarah tells her fucking Ray off because Ray spills the tea. After he on, rats her out. After he rats her out on that she's a going yeah. after dark. And she calls him just a self-righteous, uh, self-righteous rich guy with a suit. Yeah. I didn't like this. Like, but that was like, so who cares? I, don't, I thought that was a weak ass argument. Like, you guys are having this argument now after all of this. And like, to me, that made her look immature and weak. Well, it, 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 when they weren't like i don't know if they were trying to make her look weak they were supposed to look like oh there's just dissension in the ranks kind of no thing, they were, you know? i think they were trying to play into in this episode mm-hmm. sarah is obsessed with revenge and making poor right. decisions and, okay uh, you know she's still going to evolve into being the leader of this team but in this case this is the man who killed her sister Still trying to shake that assassin label. Yeah. Yes. So she's trying to shake that while wanting revenge on Damien Dark. Right. Okay. So then he's like, yes, and this suit can track uranium. And Victor Garver's line delivery here is something else. And I'm going to give it a shot. Okay. (laughs) So Ray says that the suit can track uranium. And Garver says, and lead us right to the nazis nuclear bomb <laughs> that slowly it's yes. bonkers yeah yeah i was like what what just I'm, happened yeah i'm still not liking him man i'm still not liking him 
Well, he sticks around for a while. I know, I know. <clears throat> well, they, they're going to introduce a new family for him, too, and everything, so give him oh, other okay. people to act with as well. Uh, so now, tell me this. Where in <laughs> Vancouver would one yeah. try to replicate yeah. Hoboken, New Jersey? That's exactly friend? what I wrote down. Cut to Hoboken, Hoboken British, British Columbia. Um, <laughs> I don't know where this this was exactly it mm -hmm. could have been a number of places there's a lot of little you know they're not showing too much of the stuff around them it's just by water right and there's mm -hmm. different docks and different ports all along the entrance there so I, I couldn't tell you exactly where but it was clearly British Columbia <laughs> but Hoboken New Jersey my friend home of Nazi U-boats and Frank Sinatra <laughs> so Damien Dark's there with Marrick and she's built them an atomic bomb, which, okay, fine. <laughs> they got some uranium. She, where'd, where'd she get the parts? You know, it's, it's pretty bonkers. The Libyans! <laughs> so they tracked him down there, the legends have. With Einstein, again, I mentioned this, they bring him along on the mission? Why? Yeah. What can I can I at it? least have one of them shiny guns use is always shooting at the bodies? <laughs> no, 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 just stick behind me. Oh <laughs> E equals MC shit. Something like <laughs> something stupid. E equals MC crud. <laughs> <laughs> but then we get a, a a line and the delivery of that line, which saves this entire episode for me every single mm -hmm. time. The legends attack the Nazis. Mick Rory fries a fucking Nazi and says, and you see this guy burning. Yeah. And he says, I love roasting Nazis. Yeah, I wrote that. And I'm I like, yay! I need to be into that, my man. <laughs> Is that, it okay to set Nazis on fire? Let's ask. That today in our roundtable discussion. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, God, I might know I might know a few people who would take that argument in just some <laughs> twisted, weird way and not think that they're wrong. <laughs> Non-prejudiced people, but just, with, sure. just their, their minds are cuckoo. Sure. And I'm related to a few of them. Hmm. Yep. I don't go to a lot of family reunions. Rough. I know that feel, yeah. bro. So Sarah goes after Dark, mm -hmm. and she starts fighting him, and he's immediately kicking her ass because he's Damien Dark. You know, yeah. you know these shows. He's a top-notch bad guy. And they fight for a little, and he says, interesting technique, a League of Assassins, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> and he's just so, like, you pose no threat to me. And she's a... Uh, and he's kicking her ass. Ray can't disable the bomb. Mick gets shot. They have to fall back. Sarah is doesn't want to. And she, Sarah, you have to fall back. And so she's like, fine. And as she's falling back, she does make sure to kill two Nazis. Yeah. Oh, man, on the way out. Like, it just showed <laughs> you. Like, oh, Jesus, man, you could have been helping out a lot of people here if you were. <laughs> you could have made this a lot easier if you hadn't been thinking with that revenge. Thinking mm -hmm. about got that revenge on the brain. <laughs> so... We cut to Rip and Jax, and this is where they reveal the Wave Rider uh, that he's been teaching them about the Wave Rider. But he's also, Rip's working on a time scatter, which I think does pop up again. I don't, I don't think this is a one throwaway uh, device, but I can't be sure. But I, I think it might. And that's a last minute, last line of defense, you know, the, the thing to do 
in an emergency. Mm-hmm. Try to explain that, duh, oh boy. So the Nazis yeah. still have a nuke. Um, they, they're underwater in the U-boat. The wave rider goes to fight him underwater. They're not really good at it because it's underwater. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray hits him with some missiles. They load the atomic bomb onto a torpedo and they're going to shoot it at New York City. Yep. Gets fired on a collision course. And when Dark gives the order to fire, it's sublime acting just over the top of this, that, of Neil McDonough having the time of his life because they cut in on a close up of him and he just says, fire. Like, just, totally. It's, I loved it. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's top notch villainy. Mm-hmm. Big time. And so he time scatters the team, which is essentially he's sending them to random places throughout time. Yeah. And he can't I like send that. Yeah. He can't See right send, there. Like that's a cool gimmick there as well. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like that's a gimmick in itself. That's an episode in itself. They've been zapped in different parts. That's a season. If you really wanted it. I mean, for mm-hmm. a team, you do want to get them together, but you know, it's at least a, an episode of getting them back from different parts of time. Anyways. Mm-hmm. I know what you're getting at because it's like, wait, they, oh, and they fix it in that up in, in this yeah. episode. Yeah. Although it does become referenced again, they, they yeah. work it in again. So but yeah. I, I get, it I, just I, felt I like this could have been an early arc. This could have been like the first like three or four episodes if they wanted to. Yeah. And they also, it's feel they got a lot to get to. And mm. like, this, like last season, it's a 16 episode run. This, this season, they gave him a 17 episode run. What? Yeah, <laughs> how does it? Uh, it's so bizarre. Yeah, it, it's 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 weird. I'm like, like yeah, we've just got a lot to fucking do in, in this season. We, we're just trying to cram it all in. We got one more. Did yeah, air in like the summer or something. It's like it just doesn't doesn't make any sense. Well, no, most of them are 24. <clears throat> yeah, or and or 20 or or whatever. Right? It just doesn't make sense. So to, well, these of these specific Berlanti shows. Yeah. They're always 24, and Legends mm. fluctuates between 16, 17, 15. It, it's, it, it kind of fluctuates. Interesting. Which is, which is fun, because it's how them finding the way to tell their story, and they don't need 23 episodes with a lot of filler. I guess, you know? I guess. Well, yeah. the, they haven't figured that out here. They eventually figured it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. he has to put Mick in stasis, because he couldn't survive the time scatter. And boom, the Wave Rider blocks the atomic bomb. Yeah. So right now, yeah. before we get back to the show, yeah, I thought great, time to great take a little scene. break. Oh, it is a cool scene, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But maybe talk a little bit about what else we've got going on here on the Plum Podcast Network, Travis. Yeah. Well, this isn't the first, even though uh, it's been a couple of weeks before Gideon guys has, has been out. I did get to talk with you mm-hmm. and uh, a couple other people, including uh, my old friend, Aaron Collins and uh, the, great and hilarious stand-up comic katie ellen humphreys you joined us we had a full booth for yours mine and the truth as we talked about uh seinfeld and we each uh we're defending our our favorites of the top four and that was a really really fun experience i advise everybody to look for that on the palm network the latest episode of yours mine and the truth i will uh be coming back again thank you for that by the way that oh uh, my thank you i had a wonderful time yeah it was uh, it was awesome um and coming up uh later in the week i'm going to be recording um an episode uh with an old friend adele 
Schatzschneider uh, and uh, on uh, Back to the World of Pop Music and Peter Gabriel and his uh, live album, Secret World Live, that I had a mm. really deep affection for for a while. And it's fun going back to the and, and she had told me, she had told me over the years that she grew to, that sounded good. She oh, had, shit. I'm sorry. I thought I had, I thought I muted. I'm sorry. All right. Sorry. She had told me over the years that I had, uh, I had uh, really turned her into a Peter Gabriel fan. And I had a friend who, you know, kind of did the same thing for me. So it's kind of cool. I want to get into that kind of idea of things of how people, you know, get people into other artists over, over time. Uh, and so that should be fun. Also, uh, uh, you and I were joined by Max for Mystery Titans Theater on YouTube the other day, and we yes, had a we great were. card. That was fun. That yeah, was a lot of fun. Yeah, and so I advise everybody to look for that, uh, as well as all the other fun shows here on Plum Network. Um, yeah, check them out. Talk about them. Put them in your. I suit. did want to say I finally watched. Um, just a separate plug. I fi- we finally watched uh, Uncut Gems yesterday. Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Oh my God. It is as great as anything I've seen in the last 12 months. Easily. Holy shit. It's a must watch, man. Everybody's awesome in it. And it is intense and just full of anxiety. You know, who's amazing in it is Kevin Garnett. Uh-huh. I never would consider him to be an actor or at all, or to do like the heavy lifting that he has to do in this film. Oh man. Was it's it a, a basketball must-watch. player. Kevin Garnett, the basketball player, yeah. Oh, okay. oh, oh man, um, everybody like uh, it's it is a fucking crime that Sandler wasn't nominated. But that's the whole film is is awesome, and the score is super unique, and it is just uh, it's a must watch, man. I think you'd love it. Um, I might give it a shot. I have you in the mood, but it was something I I heard about how great it was, and then I heard about how just tense it was. It is. It really is. I don't. I I'm not in a. I'm not in a headspace for that. Right yeah, now. yeah. So I didn't think maybe, I would have been. It's different than what. Future. After hearing that, I don't know if that's entirely the best way to describe it. Because yeah, yeah, it is. But it's never uncomfortable. It doesn't put you in a shitty. It doesn't go well. I mean, you know, it's not going to go well. You know, it's not going to have a happy ending. Um, but it's full of surprises and and full of like things that that get you happy and and excited along the way too. So I don't think it's as much of a of a drain uh, mentally as I thought it was going to be, as it is just a, a really good ride, man, and a really great character acting, a top to bottom, and great faces. Eric Bognosi and uh, just the faces of the casting of this is so good. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll probably end up checking it out yeah. eventually because I do love Bogosian. Yeah, um, that and uh, uh, I thought I was done with hockey, man. I like I wasn't ready for sports to come back, but that has been so good. The NHL is so good right now. These ga- the way that that they have handled it so well and putting them all in the bubble. They've had no cases. I thought the no crowd thing was going to be weird, but it's they've the way that they've set up the 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 tv feeds and the the way things look on there it's and the games have been the compete level is so good so i'm like 100 into that if you can find know you're a hockey fan man mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if you can find a way to watch more hockey i think you'd see that, that this is we're in for something this is really special right now i think what we're gonna I mean, kind of end up with here well i mean like i like i said i uh i paid for the ma- uh, major league baseball network and who they, mm-hmm. who haven't been doing it well so mm-hmm. i might be uh asking for a refund and if i do i'll use that refund to get the nhl yeah. 
Yeah, cool. I mean, it's not cool that that shit's not going well for them, but it just yeah. you can really just see the night and day of how the two leagues have handled things. Yeah, oh, it's baseball has not handled it handled it well. It's nope. it's not great. Nope. But, uh, hey, I guess I'm a little complicit. I was like, I, I just need to watch baseball. Oh, hey, oh my god, I was so happy to see the, the tribe on TV. Did you have you seen some of those cardboard cutouts in the crowd? Yeah, uh, someone somebody. Did- did Bernie and Bernie's? Yes, that was fucking <laughs> hilarious. That's so funny. Man. That was the funniest thing that that movie's ever been associated with, including itself. <laughs> I don't know. My brother's my brother when he has a mustache and sunglasses, he can pull it off pretty good. So like, uh, like it, they'll just have these different pictures of him at parties of him looking like Bernie. <laughs> So I don't think <laughs> that, funny. I think that, that, that film's created a lot of joy. Actually. Oh no, here's a quick story. I used to work at, uh, at Blockbuster with the, uh, uh, back when it was around and it was at the time when AFI put out their top 100 films mm-hmm. and you could do, and you could put their, uh, candidates and, and ones that were actually were AFI. You could put these stickers on the, the films around the, the thing. And I put <laughs> one, I put one on weekend at Bernie's too. <laughs> Not <laughs> Not Weekend at Birdies 1, Weekend at Birdies 2. AFI's okay. top 100 films of all time. Okay, well, it's, it's hilarious that you beat me to the Weekend at Birdies 2 story, but let me share this one with you, my friend. Okay. okay. My, ex, <laughs> my ex-brother-in-law, who's a great guy, you know, really great guy. He could be, his one really annoying trait was whenever we all go out to eat, He'd always bring his own hot sauce because he ordered his, his hot sauce on the internet from Europe. Hottest thing, it was illegal that it's, it's to be that hot in America, that kind of oh bullshit. My God. Oh and, God. and he'd always do the shit with, do you have hot sauce? And, you know, yes, we do, <laughs> sir. <laughs> and he'd pull it out, goes, but you don't have this hot sauce. <laughs> and every time, his wife, me, and his, his sister would go, geez, Jeff, Jesus Christ, I don't want that. But he's a great, great guy. Yeah. And we had all gone out to dinner. We were, they were driving us back to where we'd parked our car. And him and his wife, we got to talking about movies. And I might have made a weekend at Bernie's joke about being a bad movie. I don't remember how it started. <laughs> they were in the front seat. We're in the back seat. And he says, pretty much verbatim, well, yeah, weekend at Bernie's. That's not really us. That's not a great movie. So I'll tell you what, that weekend of Bernie's two is great, and oh, it's, and they start going off about how awesome weekend of Bernie's two are. Wow. And me and my wife were just going, what? She, my wife gave me a look like, shut your fucking mouth, shut it, shut it, shut it now. Uh, uh, hilarious. <laughs> now I kind of want to watch it. I've never seen weekend of Bernie's. Like, I just how can you? Like uh, we were trying. I remember me and my friend when I was putting it. I'm like, how could you even make a second one of these? <laughs> Like it's like that. What's the tagline? The rotting stench of comedy. Well, no. It, all I know about all I know. I think there's about like some voodoo involved. Voodoo, yes, yes, he, yes. He's he, he's kind of brought back in, in as a voodoo guy, you know. So he's dead but moving around, zombie shit. Right. So right. I'll give it to that guy for his performance. That's pretty fucking oh, awesome. Oh, sure, for sure, but, man. <laughs> and if Silverman and McCarthy were able to squeak another uh, payday out of that franchise, good for them. Good for them. <laughs> yeah, they seem like good guys. Silverman. The second time you and I have talked about Silverman in as many <laughs> conversations. That <laughs> 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 is so, so funny. Oh, so back to the legends of tomorrow. So we're back at Mick. 
with Green Arrow and Nate. Nate goes, well, he's had enough beers. He goes, I guess I got to get up, go play hero and find him. Yeah, he's fucking wrecked. I love that he's just wrecked. And he's wrecked, (laughs) which this starts becoming, they have a lot of fun with Mick Rory is an alcoholic and they never, ever really, like I've said, they don't have a sit down with him about it. (laughs) He just, he's drunk all the time. Mm-hmm. And for a while, you know, just not all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like that, that gives them like him getting shot. That's a nice sequence of events is Sarah yes. not being able to get back there and help her being stuck with revenge leads to him getting shot. And because he's the one getting shot, he's the one who can't get uh, time jumped. So he has to, cause he has to be in like, you know, the little stasis or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's, that's still healing him. Um, that's really that's really good. I like that a lot. Yeah, I like that. So basically, he's been sitting underneath the ocean for right eighty years. Yeah, you know, yeah. While everything else. So while he's existed, he's been underwater. You know mm-hmm. that whole time, which I, I like shit like that. Yeah, me too. Um, so Green Arrow here says, literally says, that, "Well, we got to you know, go find him." He goes, "Well, yes, I don't have time to time travel. How about this guy?" Yeah, I like <laughs> and, that. And he tells Nate, he's like. Come on, you know you you know you want to go on this adventure, which was kind of cool, mm-hmm. and uh, and mm-hmm. yeah, because like, that was good. Like he could tell, like I, yeah, I remember, like he's like, "Well, you're the Green Arrow, aren't you?" Right at the beginning, he's like, "Just conversation, Joe." <laughs> oh yeah, uh, but he, now, but he could tell right away. Like I think he, he, I think that's nice. You know, it's like uh, you know, real knows real kind of thing, right? Well, so exactly. They, it, yeah, and back to that scene when when he meets him and that you just brought up when he says, "Well, it's because you're the Green Arrow," is why I know you know about these people and mm-hmm. he just he basically says to me he's like hey you got you got back after being lost on an island for five years and when you got back two weeks later robin hood was in star city Duh, yeah. you know it, it, it was real <laughs> I'm yeah not, I'm not stupid <laughs> no it's good and so they got to go rescue the legends and with his help nate's help they can find them mm-hmm. so he's got a lead on ray i think he finds something in like a tabloid that says Jurassic Man or hoax, and yes. we cut to South Dakota in dinosaur times and yeah. seventy caveman. million years ago. Yeah, caveman Ray Palmer with full beard and long hair mm-hmm. is fighting and like the ter- probably the stock footage of like the, of that a T Rex that they use on like all any show. <laughs> I'm guessing. Like Maybe. I don't think. They, I don't know. They, it was. They do was. a lot of now. They do. They get their special effects budget and they pick and choose when they use it because there's a yeah. lot of dinosaurs on this show. Yeah, really? Yeah, yes, that makes sense. <laughs> I want to. I want to see somebody go back and freak out like Homer in that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that one Simpsons where he keeps going back and fucking, fucking with up time. time yeah. he just like starts stomping on everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they find Ray. Uh, Mick saves him with the, the flame. He burns the dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And he says, "You found me." And that's yes. where we hear the line. No, pretty did. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's when he gets his nickname that sticks around to this day. Uh, which, at the first time I heard it, I was like, "That's weird." <laughs> but no, I like he, it. Haircut. He recognizes haircut game. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a handsome man myself. <laughs> You're really pretty. We ever get lost in time, pretty? You better look out. Ray and I have spent time <laughs> in a stalling. <laughs> Ask him. Yeah. <laughs> and I used to think he was the hot one. <laughs> mm, fresh fish. 
he spent a lot of time in prison, you see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so, is, yeah, you know, as you know, these mm, things happen in the uh, prison ship. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, so then they got to travel to Tintingel, Tintingel, sorry, Tintingel, England. Uh, 821. 821, where Professor Stein and Jax are wizards for a, a medieval oh, prince yeah. or some shit. And the, the iPod joke is so fucking dumb. There's yeah, no he's, way. You show him his iPod. He goes, do you, yeah. do you want to look into my magic mirror? And there's like, God, cut off their heads. Yeah, that was stupid. And they save them. Then we get to the one that I dig so a lot. Six, 1693. 1693 Salem. Right. And, you know, witch trial Salem. And they're about to hang Sarah Lance for <clears throat> getting all the Salem Oh, poor <laughs> yep. Uh huh. And she's gonna be hanged for corruption. And she says they were happily corrupted. Winks at one of them, and she yeah, gets yeah. all blushing. And yeah. in a great touch, she doesn't need to be rescued. She just kicks all their fucking asses because of yeah. course she can. She's Sarah yeah. Lance. Yeah. And then they show. There's some up. good casting here of like the yokels, like we're gonna burn, man. Like that one guy's <laughs> face looked like really good, kind of <laughs> local, local British Columbia freak. <laughs> local, is do people cast for that exactly with that exact description? Uh, so, uh, man, when X Files was in town, those those were the busiest, uh, busiest <laughs> motherfuckers around. <laughs> When I first moved here, that was a problem. I was too pretty. I was too pretty. <laughs> now they got actual, actual, actual characters named pretty. So mm, oh boy. The, the tables have turned. <laughs> so they get on the ship. Nate meets Gideon. And she plays him Rip's final message. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is nice. He says, it's a hologram. He says, you were the best crew one could hope for. And... History is yours now, my dear legends. I have to go finish filming the last season of Broadchurch. I have is that commitments. It? Yes. Is that yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the whole season? No, halfway, okay. half of the season. Yeah, that's weak. Because uh, it, it is kind of weak in general that they can find everyone else. And how are they going to, again, it's like one of those things where if you can't, it, if, if you can it find pays off. Them, It okay. pays off. All right. All right. I feel, I feel what we get to pays off in a big, bad mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's and like lot, somebody asked, somebody asked, okay, somebody asked here, uh, who's the time nemesis? Who's the time nemesis? Yes. Like that. There's a time nemesis out there who's causing all this, causing all this shit. It's mm-hmm. like Ric Flair. What's causing all this? Yeah. And, but first they go back to Columbia University. One yes, because they got to figure out a way so it doesn't happen again for some reason. Yeah. yeah. And uh, again, it's felt like a, a loose end. I don't think you really had to tie it up. Nobody's going to be like, wait a second. Like, come on. Well, why can't they do it again? And well, if we give her, if Einstein gives her the credit, she'll be protected by the government now too. And we won't have any more problems with Einstein's building bombs. So they, they do that and they slightly alter history is the point. No, to where people will now say, instead of saying they're smarter than Einstein, people will say Einstein's, which never happens. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but yeah, it's a cute oh, to introduce Nate. Um, yes, yes, yeah. And yeah. Uh, does he ever get a superhero outfit? Yes, um, okay. yes, he, I'll, I'll, it's not going to spoil anything. He gets superpowers. Cool, good, uh, good, yeah, good. I was hoping for that. Shit. I was hoping for that. He gets an outfit that he rarely wears because it's very over-the-top superhero gaudy. Mm-hmm. So they don't get a lot of opportunity to actually use it. But mm-hmm. when they do use it, it's always a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah. But it's uh, 
star spangled banner shit dude it is red white and blue mm, stars and stripes he turns into steel like um, oh. their mm. version of what you'd be familiar with the colossus from the x-men okay right which is a lot of fun and then something they just choose not to use on many occasions <laughs> interesting where you're like just turn into steel <laughs> no oh, steel is in like sh- shack <laughs> and like the superman uh no, no, he he it's turns into living for... living steel. Oh, okay, yeah. but his name is his his code name is Steel. Okay, interesting. Um, right. Which they also never really they 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 fuck off with these superhero names pretty quick. Yeah. Um, so one last thing, uh, or a couple last things. Here. Well, a couple they're, they're last. Still things. packing in a few more things. Yeah, right? they're still packing. They, in like a few. they they, they got to tie up. They got to tell uh, Einstein, don't be so much of a jerk. Don't be an asshole. They fix yeah. that. Uh, and then but we they're cut posing to back to Das Boot one last time. <laughs> yes, but they're also they're posing as OSS officers to do that. So right. we get to Das Boot, and the Nazis are like, "Well, just get us another bomb." And Damien Dark's like, "No, you had your fucking chance, Fritz." <laughs> and, <laughs> and they're like, "Well, what are you going to do about it? your partner's not here?" And then we get the big reveal of who his partner is, and it's Eobard Thawne, the Reverse Flash. That's he what just I thought. zips yeah, in and kills all yeah. the Nazis. Yeah, and that looked pretty cool. That looked good. Yeah, he's... But again, it's like, whoa, whoa, now you're piling back in this in? Wow, okay, all right, so now we got this. And uh, like, mm-hmm. that would have been enough, but... <laughs> but, but, well, and this is the... Now we see our villains for the season, or the beginnings of our villains for the season, mm-hmm. because without just not giving anything away, this is, becomes the Berlantiverse version of the Legion of Doom. Cool. So we have a super villain team up going on. And... uh because <laughs> Reverse Flash is the the Flash's arch enemy. Yeah. Who has been played by two characters. He's been played by, oh my gosh, his name escapes me and I'm kicking myself. But is, are they playing in canonically the same person? He's had, he, he changed his... He had changed his appearance. Not, like it's not like an like, Earth Two. It's not an Earth Two. Well, or... it gets into that too. Okay. But okay. no, it's this character, the Reverse Flash. When he first shows up, people think he's a different person because he's mm. a, he changed his, you know, he get plastic, futuristic plastic surgery to, to look like another guy, and so they go back. They write it off. Yeah, but they also it, it's a good plot device. It really works. And then they go to this actor. Because the other actor also plays a lot of other parts on on these shows. He's always reprising mm. this character from another dimension and all this shit. Mm. Anyway, they go back and forth. This uh, Eobard Thawne looks more like the one in the comic books. In the comic books, he's blonde. The other actor, the other actor is outstanding. He's, yeah. He was, remember the TV show Ed? Of course. Yeah, yeah. The star of Ed, whose oh, name yeah. is escaping me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a good show for a while. It was quirky. It had, it had like a three season. Michael Lee and Black, I remember on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. oh, Justin Long. That's where Justin Long got his start. Mm-hmm. On yeah, that, on he, that. he also played JD's brother, who was a recurring character on Scrubs as JD's yeah. brother. Yeah, I think he started in Canadian TV. Oh, definitely God did. Damn it. Can't remember that guy's name. I, it, I can't believe it's blanking yeah. on me right now. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, real likable. Uh, right, he's never. It kind of looked like they thought he was going to be the leading man for a while, kind of thing. He's mm-hmm. never really taken that next step. Yeah. Oh, but, but he's he, good. But on this show, he plays when he plays Reverse Flash. He's sinister. Mm, I can he, see that. He, he leans into being the most sinister character on these cool. shows. It's a lot. And of I can fun. see as him getting older, 
like I wonder how like he's got to be in his fifties now mm-hmm. that he's he's like the, that that kind of boyish. Uh, you add some uh, crow's feet to that. Yeah, you could turn that into a, into a villain PDQ. Okay, so one last thing. They're getting ready to leave 1942. Mm-hmm. But they're confronted by the Justice Society of America, who yeah. were referenced in the last episode. Um, our man's not with them, but it's Commander Steel, Obsidian, uh, Vixen, Cap- Dr. Midnight, and Stargirl. Who, okay. We'll talk about this next episode, but when they said they were going to debut the Justice Society, I was like, well, that's an interesting choice of characters to use because yeah. not all of those characters were 1940s characters in the comic books. Um, you, uh, Dr. Midnight was Commander Steel, sort of was, but he really wasn't in the Justice Society, and the other characters were characters from the 80s and 90s. You know, but then my, so that's when my nerd alarm went off and was like oh man (laughs) but But just the justice society itself exists what that was was that before the justice league oh yes yes that was the original super team that's what i thought so why i mean but technically then it was superman and the other uh big names right no or no 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 no. because it's still golden age right just in society started in the golden age yes yes so why couldn't have just been I'm sorry. Maybe I just don't understand what you're saying here about why would it be so weird for all of them to show up in 1940? Well, no, just because like Stargirl was not a character in the 1940s. Oh, comics. okay. I see. And this, this incarnation of the Justice yes, Society is yes. not the, okay, I got you. No, it's, it's, it's I'm like, Oh man, but, but it works. It's fine. It's just, that's yeah. dumb nerd shit for me, but that, that does go off. Speaking of dumb nerd shit, one last <laughs> thing before we sign off. A little part of the show I call IMDb Curious. Mm-hmm. And let's see what we got here. Here's one review from the INDV. Except for having written a letter to President Franklin D. Roosevelt in 1939, Albert Einstein had nothing to do with the atomic bomb. Not even his famous equation, E equals MC squared, had any role in the development of the A-bomb. See, I th- for a second there, I thought that was how this guy was like, except for writing a, a, a letter to Franklin D. Roosevelt, I have never felt compelled to write a single thing. <laughs> but this episode... <laughs> wow. This one really got to somebody. That's a long time in between letters. I mean, it's, it's, well, it was the 1940s motif. Yeah. You know, it really inspired him. And he says, okay, it's much more, okay, it's much more appealing to say Einstein than Oppenheimer. Like I said, I wanted to give credit to that. But anyway, the show's great. (laughs) That's funny. That's his review. And there was not a lot on the IMDb. So I just decided to look at the Amazon reviews. And uh, just point out, every now and then, if you're not listening to this, I'd like to find some of the more problematic people out there who have problems with, you know, I don't know, gay representation in shows and various things, and they feel the need to let everyone know how they feel. Mm-hmm. Hopefully See, like, to make fun yeah, of them is what we're yeah, getting at. Like, yeah, and like, I feel like, I don't know, it might be a plant too, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but this guy, look, this is why we do this, because of people like this. And it could have been somebody from... Uh, from the for all you know, CW, okay. CW could have like uh, be- okay. Well then, okay. Well then, okay. And we're gonna have a little contest. Let's say one of these was written 
by someone from the CW and one is an actual offended viewer. Okay. Yeah. You pick okay. which one. <laughs> from KWB. Seriously disappointed and disgusted by the blatant propaganda propagandistic push for gay relationships in what is, for all intents and purposes, really a teen young adult show. In the first freaking five minutes of the first show of the second season, the remaining female in the band starts groping the woman she is supposed to be rescuing. Give it a rest. Even Bond did the rescue first and kept his priorities straight. So it was poor writing on top of offensive agendaism. I only watched the first season because I liked Arthur Darville from Doctor Who. I respect, I respect the privacy of the actor's personal proclivities, but would appreciate if they would keep private, private. The writers for Wentworth Miller's character did not see fit to parade his personal life in front of a young audience, and Miss Lotz isn't even gay. So it is obvious that the writers were expressing their own agenda in a completely inappropriate venue. So I will not be buying or watching any more of these shows. Okay, that's your first one. Mm -hmm. This one is in all capital letters. So just, Amazon, I'm not going to shout. Like, why, why go to Amazon? What is it, what is it on that? Oh, is it always on uh, Amazon's Reviews uh, on, their, yeah. on their site, like, you know, they, yeah. they do but this it's too. Like, that, like, is the show on Amazon? You can buy, you can... So is, it, or is this like a review? Oh, okay, rent. Okay. Well, it's, it's some it's of like these a review like, for like a DVD set or something. Yes, for DVD D sets, yeah, basically. Because there's also a lot of, oh, the packaging was broken when I got it in the mail, you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's not as fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this one from, I'll, I'll just say his name, Frank Harris. This what Frank has to say. And this is titled, Homosexual Sins. Stop with the homosexual references and displays. It's a disgrace to God and will be written into your history when standing in judgment before him, pray for forgiveness and repent. So I put it to you, Travis. Which one was written by a plant from the CW? I mean, I think they both are, right? Like, I, like, <laughs> like it could easily be. Like, and this is like, oh, no, no, we're, we're you know, you're not... <laughs> who cares like who cares what these people have to say do you know what i mean like like that's like oh wow we've offended these people if they're real people like like eventually they'll be you know gone and forgotten you know what i mean like i like shining a little light on their stupidity so yeah, all the frank yeah. harris's in the world you know you're getting your come up it's on our amazingly unpopular podcast yeah, so if you are a real person I, I... <laughs> <laughs> well Thank you, Travis, once again. This has been a yeah. blast. I can't wait to talk about the next episode where we get to really meet the Justice Society and have some cool. 1940s Nazi fighting with, with a CGI effect that is going to melt your head. Ooh, well, that's fun to know. That's I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> it's, if you appreciate some pretty bad CGI, that's a lot of fun. It's a chef's kiss next episode, my friend. That's awesome. So, once again, everyone, thanks for tuning in. Sp spread the word. Follow us at Guys Gideon on Twitter, please. Uh, leave those reviews on the, the, your podcast catchers, the Amazon mm -hmm. reviews, the, the five stars and all that. It helps. Mm -hmm. The one and, last thing I want to yes. tell people uh, for, for, our, for that, our Mystery Titans Theater show, if you can think of anything you think would look funny on a green screen behind an 80s wrestler giving a promo, mm -hmm. let me know, and I will make it happen. That's awesome. I can't wait to see that. So, <laughs> so for me and Travis, thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye.
Adiós. 